I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One of us was just jamming out to Hanson, the other is Tom. Hi, hi there, hi there. You know what, I'm not really a big fan of the Zoom, and I know we're doing the Zoom as doing our part to not go into the office and and help slow the pandemic and the spread of COVID-19, but, you know, I just don't like the delay. I like to say something and have you instantaneously just jump all down my throat, Tom, and I don't feel like we're doing that with this current format. Uh, Well, so, I purposely delay. Oh, you do? Yeah, I try to make you feel awkward. Why would you do that? Because I like it, and then I get a response out of you. It's nice. It's fun. I Look, I, um, I just do it on purpose. I'm multitasking occasionally, and I'm not good at that. Are you a good multitasker? I am a horrible multitasker. Uh, you know, it's just because I'm not good at one task, so I'm really bad at multitasking. You no, know, that's the same with me. So, like, for example, right then at the start of the show, you're introducing yourself, and I thought you were going to introduce me. And you may well have, I wasn't listening, but I was trying to click record so that I could have the, 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 the video and the audio to post to our social channels. But then it came up with the host must give you permission to record. And so Josh, because I know you're on this podcast with us, uh, I'm not recording. You're, you're just going to have to send it to me again. I, uh, host allows you to, re- there you go. That's cheeky from Josh. By now it's too late because we're about three minutes in. Uh, but the content, I guess, you know what? The content's been so bad, uh, that maybe people aren't going to care. I just started recording. You know what? It's amazing how in that 45 seconds you were speaking, how inaccurate you were on everything. I mean, you weren't even close to what happened. I introduced you. I said, Mm -hmm. one of us was listening to Hanson. The other is Tom. Um, and it hasn't been three minutes. It's been maybe a minute. Uh, you are a horrible multitasker. I'm just yeah. going to be honest with you right now. So, yeah, I mean, I could start over right now if you want. No, you're good. Do you think I showered this morning? No. You look like an unmade bed. Yep, didn't shower. Why? I showered last night. Ooh, that's, that's a good conversation because when I was doing early morning TV, I always showered the night before because I didn't want to get up extra early. So I would just shower the night before. Now I don't do TV in the morning, so I shower in the morning. I just got out of the shower. You can see the locks are still wet. You know what yeah. I mean? So is it, is it acceptable for, uh, to do what I, just, I, I am doing today, I guess? Like if I were, is it acceptable to shower at nighttime and then wake up and, um, and then just not shower that morning, kind of go on with your day? Yeah. Because I, 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 
I think where you're missing it is like, did uh, the Lord and Savior Kate hide all the combs and hair products in your house? Um, no, no, she didn't. And, and you just, you figured we're going to tape a podcast and there's probably going to be a video portion of it. So maybe I should do my hair. Ah, screw it. I just thought this was kind of a cool little look. You know, I thought it was maybe curly, you know, geez, that's not good right there. You see that that's as see-through as a window. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Right, so give me two seconds, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're race ready, buddy. Now we're back, baby. But you know what? I, it, you know, you bring up an interesting uh, topic, and that is, do you shower the night uh, before you go to bed, or do you shower in the morning? Now, uh, like my girlfriend's son, the lovely Leslie, her son showers three times a day, which I think is a little excessive, but he does. He likes to shower three times a day. I think you should shower before you get into your bed, because you don't want to get into your nice, clean bed with the day on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Three times is excessive. I think in a perfect world, people should be showering morning and night. Yeah. And especially if you throw a workout in between there. You know what I mean? I think you should always shower after a workout. You don't want to go on your, throughout your day smelling like the gym. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, like I'm not going to get graphic here. I promise I'm not going to get graphic. But people wear underwear. Yeah. And... Um, uh, I, I guess maybe uh, throughout any given day, I must use the restroom. Um, I, I would say, I, I bet it's like seven, eight times a day. Hmm. Seems a lot. Okay, maybe it's not that much. Six? Okay. I don't know. Like, it's, uh, it's multiple, right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to the restroom once a day. Like, if you were a gambler, would you say the over-under would be five? And would you bet on the over? Five and a half, and I, I bet the over. <laughs> um my point is like like you know you know where i'm going i, I don't need to go i do there, i do i do yeah and so i think i think at nighttime you your body is deserving of a shower a cleanse and then of course in the morning um kind of you you do sweat when you sleep did you you know that oh yeah yeah i i, do. I know that yeah 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 so that's why like uh, my pillow is um the color of the sun so speaking of, uh, you know how I found out you sweat when you sleep? How? So I was in a fraternity, uh, Sigma Chi's up at Utah State. Yeah. And uh, we lived in a house with 30 people <laughs> and uh, often got into mischief. But there was a thing, it was called dusting someone's bed. And it usually happened to a new recruit or somebody who just moved in the house. Now, here's what you do. Are you ready? You take a sifter and you take a little powdered sugar, okay? Mm. Mm. And then you pull their sheets back and you just do a little light dusting of powdered sugar up and down the sheets, you know, very lightly so that they don't know, know that it's there. And then when the person gets into bed to sleep, they sweat and they wake up like a glazed donut. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's called dusting? Yeah, a little dusting. Yeah, yeah. And so that's you, how I found out. Yeah, it happened to me. Wait, oh, you, it, happen, it happened to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't happy, um, but I know it was just a joke. I mean, I didn't wake up and want to fight anybody. It was like, oh, you guys got me. I got to yeah, shower. Now, yeah, I got to go shower and you do my laundry, clean my bed sheets. No, I had to do my own laundry. Yeah, no, I figured. Hey, um, so Wait, something- before you go this, I want to just, one thing, because I thought about this this morning and, you know, you don't want to be too graphic. I don't want to be too graphic. Okay. But I have a question. 
Because I think 90% of us do this, but only 30% of us will admit to it. All right. Peeing in the shower. Oh, my goodness. Casey. But you just, like, you just went there like that? Like, of course we pee in the shower. Like, there's a drain. Yeah, but there's some people who will say, no, 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 no. But I think 90% of people do it, and only 30% will admit to it. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do it at like at the gym or, you know, something like that, but like home base. Oh yeah. I'm doing it. Well, I'd do it anyway. Why, why <laughs> would you not do it at the gym? Just do it at the gym. Well, cause I, 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 I don't know because people are, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing it there. I think it's probably the best idea. I don't want to be known as the guy who always does it in the shower at the gym, but I don't shower at the gym anyways, but yeah. Well, look, uh, the way I say it is this. Um, you have water hitting your body, and yep. the water is hitting the bottom of the bathtub or the shower and going down the drain. Check. And uh, and I think I think urinating in the shower is, is more than fine. I mean, like, you told a story of how you, 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 you pee on your feet when you get a, a bit by a jellyfish. No, my mom got stung by a jellyfish and asked me to do that. And I said I couldn't do that because I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't feel right. Sure. Uh, but but that, is, that is one way they say to help with the sting. The ammonia takes the sting away. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, um, I've, always, I've always found this very interesting. Uh, men in America have such a hard time admitting, you know, certain, certain things like, like sitting down to go, to go potty. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I sit down every single time. Number one or even, two. Even in public? No, if there's a urinal, I'd, I'd just use the urinal. But, like, we don't have a urinal at home. So I'm not going to just – I'm not going to stand there and – you know, I, I'm not going to stand there and risk a mess. Yeah. That's essentially what I'm doing is when you stand over a toilet and go number uno duno, then you risk a uh-huh. big, big mess. So you're hedging your bet. You just go, I know my aim. This is going to be better for everybody involved. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, also, it's also just easier. Cleaner. To, uh, yeah, cleaner. So yeah. anyway, we don't need to talk potty talk. Okay? Well, no, no. I was just curious about that. I, I mean, I'd be interested to know who would admit to it. I mean, I, okay, then we'll just we'll, we'll move on to the next topic. But I mean, I think, I think it's a no-brainer for dudes. To pee in the shower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm not a girl, so I don't know. Uh, you're, you're like asking me to like go too far by saying something. No. I, <laughs> hey, listen, I will never ask you to go too far. I want you to do whatever you feel is comfortable with. If you want to end this conversation and move on to the next, I'm good. If you want to explore this, I'm, I'm good either way. I'm a middle child. I'm here to appease, to make everybody happy. I really don't have any stance. I'm going to go which way the wind blows and just, okay, here we go. I, I am comfortable. Like I, uh, that's my problem is, is there are very few subjects where I'm, I'm not comfortable talking about. But, but I know a lot of people listening um, you know, aren't that way. They're, they're, they're rather sensitive. Uh, Do you think, because I've noticed on some of our Facebook posts, and some of the stuff, uh, do you think your honesty gets you in trouble? I'm sure it does. I don't think yeah. people are honest. I don't think many people out there are that honest. 
Oh, it's tough to be like 100% honest. And some people think that you're either arrogant or, or whatever. But I mean, like I, when we talked about Thanksgiving last week and then you uploaded this whole clip to the Facebook and I thought mm-hmm. it was just a snippet. But I mean, a lot of people seemed to like it and they were watching it. Mm-hmm. And there was like, some people and they were playful, but they were like, hey, Tom, Thanksgiving's about giving gratitude. But you were just simply saying, hey, the rest of the world doesn't do Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, does that when, when because you'll say things like you Americans or you know so, so, do you think that puts people off to you? Maybe. Do you care? No. Why would I care? Oh, I, I, I'm 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 just diving into your mind. I'm I'm just trying to figure it out because no, I think I, I I care. I think like of course I care to a certain extent. Like my job is to uh, create some sort of following you know it sounds kind of naive when you say it like that but but yeah the more people that kind of take an interest in what i say or what i write or where i'm at or what i'm recording you know the the more power i have the more money i generally make you know it's like uh so of course i have to care to a certain extent but i've uh i've always decided that i'm not going to I just don't want. I, I just don't want to come across. Like my worst fear would be um, to enter a conversation and to decide to take the approach that I'm just going to kind of uh, play it smooth and and join kind of the the large majority of people with that opinion, even though I might not be. I might not feel that way, you know. And then and then to be if I were to get ridiculed for going that route that would kill me because I wish I had to go on the other route, but I was too scared because, you know, people would, I was worried that people would judge me accordingly. No, I, I don't know if that I, made any sense, but no, I no Cause I think I, it, it does. And, and, and I'll mansplain it to everybody out there. Uh, you know, I think there's people that, that will enter any conversation and be antagonistic. That means it does, it, you say it's black, they're going to say it's white. They're going to take the opposite no matter because they like to push you and, and they just like to be difficult. Uh, in your job, in my job, my profession, I think authenticity is the, what we really want. You just got to be authentic. And when you're, say you're a movie critic, I don't have to agree with you. I just need you to be almost the same all the time because if you don't like something then I know where your bar of measurement is does that make sense Mm -hmm. and when I was on radio 20 years ago our favorite phone call was to get you guys suck and I'm never listening again because you know what that meant they're listening they're listening and that was our job was to get people listening our job wasn't to make everybody happy. Our job was to get people listening. So I guess what I'm saying with you is I like the way you approach things. I like your mind. I like the way you reframe things because I, I get a different perspective. So I really enjoy your conversation. Thanks, Case. I enjoy yours too. Uh, I also realized that 80 uh, odd percent, I made that number up, 80% of Americans don't actually own a passport. Um, and I am a well-traveled individual who's lived in uh, uh, three countries now. And I'm 28. So I've lived in, in quite a few countries for uh, as young as I am. And I figure I have a different perspective than, than, than a lot of people that listen to my stuff. So uh, people, are, people are never going to agree with me all the time. People are never going to agree with you all the time, Case. But that's part of the beast. Uh, let's keep moving forward. What did Tom Hackett do this weekend? 
I had a uh, an experience that I will I, I don't I, I'll never like forget. I'll never forget the experience. Was it a positive or a negative? Very negative. Ooh. Walk and me um I'm sure you've been through it. I'm sure you've experienced this. Um so the Lord and Savior Kate was running some errands on Sunday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, about noon, about midday. And uh, I've got Freddie, I've got Bubbles, and we, uh, we're just hanging out. You know, we, I, I kind of had to wake him up from a nap. That happened at about 11.20. Uh, I then made him some lunch. It was, uh, it, it was sweet potato and mango mm. for lunch. Um, and he had you know, a decent serving, and, and, and he wasn't all that fussy, actually. It was quite good. Uh, and we ate lunch, changed his diaper, and then I was just getting him ready to, uh, to go back outside because we we, I was kind of raking leaves yesterday. Tedious task. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemies, but you have to do it. And so I was putting on his uh, sweater, a beanie, some socks, and uh, and then right as a, as we were going to go outside, I, I was trying to find um, two of his favorite toys. He has a caterpillar, stuffed caterpillar. He loves, you know, the the um, the book, the very hungry caterpillar. Uh huh. He actually has a, a a toy caterpillar that came with the book. Uh, loves. He can't read. No, he can't. But we read to him, and uh, he loves the caterpillar. And then he has some some other uh, toy that plays music and and has lights and all. So I'm trying to I'm trying to find the light toy, the, the one that plays music. Uh, and I feed him in what they call now like a boba, um, which is a portable chair. Oh yeah, that that he sits in, uh, that he can't really move in. You know, he's kind of stuck there, so you strap him in. And and I was feeding him on top on top of the countertop uh, in the kitchen, which is probably about four feet high. Um, and, and so, and so he's ready to go and, and I'm trying to find his toy. So I'm kind of running around the house, poking my head back into the kitchen, make sure he's okay. Uh, and then I, I ran downstairs for two seconds, uh, to see if I could find this toy. But right before I ran downstairs, I noticed he was kind of playing with his socks and I was like, Hey, Freddie, stop playing with your socks, man. We need to keep those on, you know? And I run downstairs and I'm looking around for this toy and I hear a thud. And the kitchen, but like I'm in the basement right now. I was standing actually like two feet away from where I'm sitting. The the kitchen's kind of kind of on top of us, not quite. The living room's on top, but the kitchen's just there. And my heart sunk, and I go, "Oh, I hope, uh, I really hope he just pushed something off the countertop." So he wasn't buckled in on the countertop. He was just kind of free free flowing. Yeah, he was just free flowing. I I can I can run upstairs and get the I can go up and get the chair no, and show. No, you no, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We strapped him in the chair, but the chair wasn't uh, like submerged on the countertop. You could move the chair. Yeah. He, he, he hasn't shown that he could do that yet, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I hear a thud. I'm like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And uh, I just, again, was really hopeful that he had pushed something off. Uh, but I run upstairs, you know, because I start I freak out. Like I'm, and it was quick. Like I hear the thud. My heart sunk. I immediately hope it wasn't him that fell off and I run upstairs. He's crying though, as I'm running up the stairs. So I'm going, this isn't good. And lo and behold, I get up there and he's face first on the ground in still strapped into his little spongy chair thing. Um, just crying hysterically. It, it was like a four foot drop. Ooh. 
it was like a you know we're talking about a kid that's uh 16 and a half pound so pretty good so it was oh it, it stung i i don't think he landed on his head so so long story short uh it was frightening and he cried and cried and cried and then mum came home and kind of gave him a cuddle and we actually uh mum was the one that said hey we got to go to instacare just to get him checked out because because it was like a, it was quite a tall fall for him yeah uh, and he had a little scratch under his nose and above his lip uh, i think it was like the because we do fortunately it's hardwood floor up there but but where he fell there is a rug um and it's it's not the thickest of rugs but it's not a thin rug thin rug it's 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 got some cushion to it, uh, and so he had a rug. He had a rug burn here, right on his schnoz, and then just under his lip because he kind of grazed his face. Uh, and we spent for they made us so we went to Instacare and checked him out, and he was fine. No broken bones, fortunately. No broken nose. Uh, everything like he was moving his hands. He was going to act in the same. So we, I don't think he he got a concussion. I think he's okay. Um, but we had to stay, stay there for four hours case. Just to check on him or it took that long to do it all. No, no, no. They, they made us stay there and they said, look, the first four hours kind of the most important. Um, and also the, the most, the more likely, you know, if he, if he were to have a seizure or, uh, vomit or whatever, you know, then it normally happens in the first four hours. So they, we stayed, we stayed in this room at Instacare for four hours from, uh, about noon to uh, four o'clock. If that had been your third kid, you wouldn't have gone to the hospital. Every dad, every mom, every parent has had that experience when a baby falls and you're, you're new at it. You don't know what to do. I mean, of course you did the right thing and, and went to the hospital, you know, I mean, and, but by the time you have your third kid, you, you start to figure things out and you go, Oh, he's going to be okay. I okay. tell people, I tell people all the time is though, you know, because that drive home from the hospital with your first child is white knuckle. You're screaming at every car to get away from you because you're in charge of this, this person's life. And this is your number one goal. And, and, and it's just, there's just so much to comprehend on the first child. Yeah. Uh, and, and I always say after they fall off the bed, the first time when you realize they're not broken, you take your first deep breath, you go, Okay, I can do this because they are amazing little humans, you know, and yeah. they're viable well, and all that stuff. And I mean, it, it's not good and it's scary, but I, I think the story you told um, is com- more common than you would know. Oh no, no, no! I, I, yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. Uh, and I think every parent has their own story, you know, their own first fall story, and this was ours. Um, and it I was mean, a little. I'd be more interested to see how the conversation between you and the Lord Savior Kate went when you ex- described how this happened and, and kind of her response. So uh, she calls me and I'm holding the baby and I'm pacing around the upstairs. Yeah, I'm like going into the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, walking down the hallway. Back, I, I'm just pacing, like trying to stay calm, you know, pat his, pat his little back. So it's okay. Daddy's sorry. Cause I felt like it was my fault. That's part, you know, that was part of it. Like I, I felt horrible because I kind of was, and it, and it kind of was because he's defenseless. You know, he can't look yeah. after himself. I, if I, I'm the only one that's around, I'm responsible for him. So yes, it is my fault, and but it's an accident. It wasn't premeditated. It wasn't, no, but in hindsight, it was very foolish, you know, 
very foolish for me to leave him on the counter and go downstairs. That was dumb. Uh, or to just leave the room in general. So Kate calls and she, and of course I'm, I'm on the phone to her holding him. He's crying. She goes, how's everything going? And I go, well, uh, not great. Um, she goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? And I go, well, um, and I, it took me a while to kind of tell her how it happened because I was nervous for her to respond. And I end up telling her what, what happened. I said, he fell about four feet, which, you know, for any first child or, or for any first parent, I wouldn't recommend four feet being the height, you know, somewhere no. around two feet, probably a little more comfortable. I'd maybe go with no feet, but yeah. Well, it's going to happen. My point is, it's gonna, I think it's going to happen to everybody. If it's going to happen, make it two feet, not four, because four's bloody high. Yeah. Um, and she's like, ah, what? Is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? And I'm like, Kate, I'm like, Kate, 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 you're not helping me out at the minute uh, by, by, by acting this way. I said, you need to calm down. You know, because I, I was, I was rattled myself. I will admit it. You know, I, I wasn't myself and I was a, a little shocked, clearly not as shocked as poor bloody bubbles who just nearly snapped his neck off. But uh, I was certainly shocked. And so, yeah, Kate kind of came bounding through the phone and I calmed her down. And fortunately, you know, it, it was okay from there. It was okay. It was okay. It was, it was, he's still alive. Uh, I think he slept pretty well last night. And uh, hold on, and my dog okay. Steve's barking. Steve, shh. daddy's oh, working. Steve, yeah. So there is good news over this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he barking at? So here's Steve right here. Oh, uh, big boy. Who are you oh, barking he... at, Steve? He's probably just wants another pizza. We had breakfast pizza. What? Yeah, we, so that will tell me what we're doing, but this would be a good time to take a break. You'll listen to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. Coming up, why me and Steve had pizza for breakfast. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Dadtastic. Uh, you just listened to uh, Tom talking about the horrifying experience he had this weekend where young Bubbles fell four feet off the counter. He's doing okay, but it was the first time his new parents and their kid actually, you know, fell down. And so the response uh, of Lord and Savior Kate was one that you would expect. This response that Tom had was pretty much commonplace. Um, I didn't do anything like that this weekend, you know. Um, you know what I did? What did you do, Case? So uh, I, I'm in the same house that I had with uh, my ex-wife. And uh, when she, we played the game of halvesies, uh, I was left with kind of not such great stuff. And some of the rooms needed an update. And the lovely Leslie has been hounding me for over a year that, uh, you know, 
as much time as I spend on the golf course, it would be nice if I could take a little of that time and put it into my kids' rooms. And uh, so while I was golfing on Saturday, she went and bought 10 gallons of paint and all the painting supplies needed to do a makeover on two rooms. Re- and so, so you repainted. Yeah. So when I got home Saturday after golf, Leslie was here in sweats and a t-shirt and uh, she was ready to get to work. And uh, we spent all of Saturday night. So from 4.30 until 10. And then we woke up at 7.30 on Sunday and proceeded to paint more until 10 o'clock. Now, you talked about the tedious job of raking leaves, which is necessary. Um, I have a new respect for painters, man. Painting is horrible. You went from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Sunday? No, 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, two rooms, two different colors. One was kind of a... Um, a gray with some kind of warmer tones. And then we had to do the baseboards in the closets with a, a white. Um, How many coats? Well, so that was the thing. So my ex-wife, she loved colors. Uh, and so uh, Frankie's room was pink and Frankie's now 13. Well, getting ready to turn 13. So she's kind of a teenager and a light pink is really not her kind of style anymore. So she wanted something kind of new and refreshing. Uh, so that took two and a half coats. Uh, I say a half because I, I'm not a very good painter. So there were certain places that I'd go out back and put another, just little light yeah, coat. Well. So who cut in? So that was the thing. Um, uh, at first, Leslie started to cut in. And then um, I got lippy and uh, said, you're not very good at this. And Without even saying anything, she just handed me the brush as to be like, oh, you could do it better? And me being a dude, I was like, yeah. And, I, and I, then I was cutting for about a half hour, and then we had to switch back because, come to find out, she's a much better cutter than me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was in charge of the roller, mm. uh, and so I did the ceilings and the walls. Mm. And, um, um, yeah, pain sucks, man. Dude, I'm with you. I, yeah, I'm, it wasn't long ago. I, I, all, everything you see behind me, I, I painted. Sucked. All yeah. Roofs. I, I mean, I, I, there, I've been to rehab, mind you, right? And rehab sucks. I'd rather go back to rehab than paint. So did you not like play music when you painted? Well, so that was the other thing. Um, Leslie, the lovely Leslie, uh, she's more of a country girl. She likes uh, the country music. Mm. Yeah. And I, I hate it. I mean, oh, I don't hate I mean, country. I mean, I, like, I don't mind a good country song um, inter, interspersed in, in some good hip hop and some fun rock and roll. You know what I mean? It's like a, you know, when you're eating um, sushi and they give you that little ginger, do you know what that ginger's for? To eat. No, it's actually a palate cleanser. So you, you can cleanse your mouth, and then the next sushi roll you get, you can taste all the flavors. Hmm. That's what it's for. And so to me, country music is a palate cleanser. So if I'm going to go from rock and roll, I'll throw a little country in, and then I'll go to hip hop. You know what I mean? So it just, and so we fought about the radio. Oh, uh, okay. So you guys fought. 
No, not, not, not like really fighting, but she would every once in a while goes, hey, do you think we could listen to some of my music? We've been all over the place with yours. And I, I'd go, yeah. And then we'd get about four songs into country and I just couldn't do it. I, I, so I heard this a lot this weekend. You know, we'd be done a lot quicker if you'd quit messing with the radio. And she's right. Hmm. Um, so I, because um, you, you are like, you are a DJ uh, yeah. part-time, you know, like when, when people reach out and, and if you want to reach out, just uh, head on down to the Ogden Golf and Country Club. There's a good chance you'll find Casey there. Uh, just walk <laughs> around the course. You'll see him. Uh, but, but nonetheless, um, do you, do you get it like, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this uh, because like if you get into a car and there mm-hmm. are people there, are you like, Hey, I'm in charge of music because I'm a DJ part-time. Uh, for the majority of my life, I've been that guy and most people are pretty cool with it because I think I've got a pretty eclectic palette and I can usually read the room and, or the car and figure out what music's going to make everybody happy. Um, but I, I battle sometimes with Leslie's uh, daughter. Um, there's this thing now when people get in the cars, though, kind of like when we were kids, we'd yell shotgun, and that meant you got the front seat. Kids now get in cars and go, I get ox cord, I get ox cord, and that means they get control of whatever music, music you're listening to. Um, when I was a kid, uh, you always just kind of gave it to whoever the eldest in the room was. You know, I mean, oh, it was an elderly thing. Yeah. So like when we were in the car with my dad's, it was all 50s and 60s. It was Motown. It was, you know, the Temptations, the Four Seasons, you know, the little Four James Top. Taylor, little James oh. Taylor. Oh, I like some James Taylor. Love uh, James Taylor. So, hey, but it was bad. There's a new band that uh, you're not going to be all that into, but I need you to listen to because I'm obsessed with them. And it is Glass Animals. Josh, I know you can hear me. Maybe Josh has gone to the loo because he's, uh, he's, he's muted at the minute. But if he's, if he's at his computer, uh, Josh, have you heard Glass Animals? Now, are you asking Josh because out of the three of us, you think he's the hippest? Or do you think that he would have his pulse on all things hip right now? No, I think this is music that Josh would, would, would kind of enjoy. Because he's got a man bun? Um, Where skinny jeans? So they're an English band. They're like a psychedelic English band. Mm-hmm. They're nice. They're cool. Glass Animal. Okay. We would play some right now, but because of copyright yeah. and all that, they would take it down, so we can't do that. Yeah, and we've outed Josh because I, like, we've just asked him a question, and, and he's not answering, which means he records this podcast and then leaves the room and then returns in like half an hour when he thinks we're going to be done. So that's nice of Josh. Well, that, but the crazy thing is, is that now I know, because then when he gets back and he goes, wow, guys, that was a great episode. I, I really was just into it the whole time. You weren't into it. He's probably what fixing his man bun, you know, ironing his V-neck shirts, doing something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, I, um, I, have, other, I have some good news, actually. I, um, I love good news. This is the Dadtastic podcast. After all, we are both dads. You have three. I have an infant. Um, and so I'm still in that stage case where we're going to the doctors, you know, not as often as we used to be. He's now not, uh, nine months. He turned nine months the other day. So 
you know, we got, we had the six month appointment, we had the nine month, the next one's going to be the year. And you know, it's like every three, four odd months, you go to the doctor, you get his shots or whatever it is. But we went to the doctor for his nine month checkup. And um, for a long time, I thought Freddie was going to be just a horse jockey. I thought he was going to be very, very small. You know, Cause you're kind of small. Uh, five for 11, three quarters. You know, call me six feet if you will. But, uh, and I'm clocking in about 195. So yeah, there are smaller blokes out there. Um, Freddie, he's been in the bottom two percentile for height and weight the majority of his life. Uh huh. Which, uh, which, which, when I told my dad that, he goes, "That's probably a good thing in America." And I Why? go, well, "I go, well, what do you mean?" He goes, "Well, yeah, you guys just, you guys just bigger people over there, so yeah, you probably don't want him in the in the top ninety percentile. Yeah, he'd be too big." I think I think it was his polite way of saying um, there are a lot of fat Americans. <laughs> there it is. Uh, which um, I, I guess is true. You, there are a lot of fat Australians as well, though. I mean, there are a lot of fat everywhere, and and you just you know the portion size in America, and this is another subject for another time. Maybe the portion size in America is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Super sizes, like it is so big, and and when you live here for long enough, and I'm at this point now where. I don't even realize the size of the meal. Like you, like if if you go out and I haven't been out to get a meal for a long time, mind you, but um, go get breakfast. You you can really go to any real breakfast diner, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of good ones around Salt Lake City. My, one of my favorites is, um, and they're not a sponsor, but Park Cafe. If you if Ooh. you guys have been there, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, just by Liberty Park, but. Um, and, and the meals aren't all that expensive, which is brilliant, but, but massive portions. And you leave there and it's like, you know, almost every time I'm in the car on the way home. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm like already needing to go potty because I've just eaten way too much. It's disturbing. But uh, where was I? Uh, Good oh, news so about th- your son. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's now 50th percentile for height. Cool. But he's still in the bottom 5% for weight. But how good's that? He just shot up like a cannon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much stock I would put into any of that information because, I mean, I, I, to tell you the truth, I don't know if I got any of my kids checked on that stuff. I'm sure they did, but I don't remember any of it. No, I'm sure you don't. It's, it's going to be what it is. And, you know, that's all right. Now, can you have a hard time remembering what you had for dinner last night? Uh, oh, it's your breakfast pizza. That's how that came back around because yeah. I started with that. So uh, I called my daughters and said, hey, I'm painting your rooms. You guys could, it's not even my weekend. I said, if you guys aren't doing anything, you come over and help. And so Frankie came over and, and, and she's, she's a worker bee. So she got into it and, and started helping out. Presley well, came over with her friend and uh, oh. maybe did about 10 minutes of work and then said she's done and come to find out she didn't do anything. So I just sent her on errands. And so she went and got us pizza. And uh, that's how I had pizza in the morning. So when I got home from the gym this morning, uh, me and Steve, it was just me and him hanging out in the house. And I was eating a cold piece of pizza. And he looked at me with those dog eyes and was like, hey, there's an extra piece there. What about me? And I was like, all right. So we each had some pizza. Well, I'm going to just show you real quick. Look, this is right. Hey, Stevie. Steve. Is it Stevie or Steve? Steve. Oh. Yeah. I had a uh, boxer before him. His name was Joe. I really like human names for your dogs. Yeah, I'm a fan too. Although our dog, Berkeley, that is a, that is not a human name. My girl's right here. I don't know if you can 
Look at that. Boxers are the best. Boxers are. Excuse me. So, you know, um, my, my kids could do anything around my dog, Joe Boxer. They could crawl on him. They could do everything. And he was just so just pleasing. He was just cool with it. And he loved those guys with all his heart. Yeah, he she, I should say, is uh she she's as nice as they come, honestly. Um I, I I so you talked about pizza and you said breakfast pizza and I thought all of a sudden you were putting bacon and potatoes and eggs on your on your pizza. I've had that uh, and it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I've had that. Uh, uh but it sounds really quite tasty. Uh we should think about we should think about maybe opening up a, a food truck. Um I experimented on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I I think I I think I found something. What? So my wife, uh, she works part-time in retail. Um, and she hasn't had a shift for like 10 months. So this was her first shift um, at, 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 at a part-time job. Uh, she works downtown in uh, that mall, City Creek. But it was me and Freddie on Saturday night. Me and Bubbles, that's it. And so... I'm trying to, you know, I got to figure out what's for dinner. And um, we had a fair bit in the fridge. And so I wasn't going to just order pizza. Like, you know, I really wanted to. Well, I wasn't just going to drive through McDonald's because there was stuff in the fridge that needed to be eaten. Sure. So I, so I figured out, oh my goodness, Case. I, it's, I made homemade meatballs like two nights prior. Mm-hmm. Chicken and uh, pork meatballs. And they were sitting in there in some, mar- we made some marinara sauce as well. Red sauce, Americans call it. Yeah, that's not the right word for it. So we'll go with marinara for the second time. But uh, I had some, some quesadilla shells as well. Some, mm-hmm. some flour, to- uncooked flour tortillas and, and some, some cheese, you know, some of that uh, Mexican shredded cheese that you can buy. Sure. And so I've chopped up some meatballs, okay? And I've put, I've put the flour tortillas on the skillet. Mm-hmm. I've cooked one side, flipped them over, and then I put some of the meatballs onto the onto the tortilla, and then just splashed some cheese over the meatballs, and then folded it so that the melted cheese would stick both uh, ends of the tortilla together. You know, it's like quesadilla, right? Cheese quesadilla, yeah. basically a cheese quesadilla with sliced meatballs in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just telling you, I had five of them. <laughs> That you were gonna go with two or three, but you five, huh? I couldn't stop eating them, case. So wow. what if we? So back to the food truck idea quickly. What what yeah. if we? And 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 again, I, I I probably don't have enough money uh to to do this, so we might need um might need some help. You know, if there's anybody out there interested in in kind of tagging along that that wants to fund this, mm-hmm. um, and, and that'd be greatly appreciated. But we we should create a food truck. Uh, and, and it's, I don't know the name, but it's like a, it's a quesadilla food truck. So can you imagine like, um, we obviously a meatball quesadilla would be one of the top sellers, I imagine, but like a chicken tiki masala quesadilla. Sure. You know, I'm thinking right now it could be Tom and quesadilla. Oh my goodness. Case. Right. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're genius. We could do that. I, I do want to, you know, jump in on the quesadilla talk, if you can. Uh, for Christmas last year, lovely Leslie's daughter, Addie, uh, she wanted a quesadilla maker. Like and a press? Uh, yeah. 
And uh, I searched everywhere. I finally found one at Big Lots. And uh, it's a pain in the butt to clean, but it makes a great quesadilla. And, you know, I, I like where your head is with the meatballs because uh, we had some pulled pork left over in the fridge, some brisket left over in the fridge. We put two tortillas down. You put some cheese, put a brisket or some pulled pork in there, the top tortilla, 45 seconds until that light's green, and you're dancing. I mean, it's amazing. I don't know if I could go through five, but, you know, too easily. Oh, you're talking about on the, the skillet, not in the microwave, right? Or you no, this is a, like – it's like a waffle maker, but oh, it's for quesadillas. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's a game changer. You know, the, the only you, downside is it, it's, it's, it's a pain in the butt to clean. You don't put any barbecue sauce in there with that, that, that pulled pork or – Well, just what was ever on the pork. I don't want to, you know, oh, overpower. Yeah, I guess there's already the seasoning, isn't there? Yeah. But I think we could do that. I mean, okay, if people go. are watching this on Facebook, you could leave your quesadilla recipes below, and maybe Tom and I could try them out. Two ninety nine a deer. Like, like, like. Come on, you don't go broke making money, case. We got a barbecue deer. We got a meatball deer. We got a bloody uh, chicken tikka masala, Indian curry deer. We can even change that with a korma curry. Um, I have no what idea what you're saying, but it sounds delicious. Just say, yeah, that's all I need you to say. Uh, and now open up your wallet and uh, let's buy a food truck. That's, that's also what I need you to say. Two things I, I want to note before we get to the next conversation, and that'll probably be it for the day, is uh, whenever you say, I'm going to make a long story short, it's never short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes you a while to get to a point. Have you ever noticed that? Does your wife ever go, just get to the point, Tom? Uh, yeah, she has, she has, uh, my storytelling is subpar. No, I, no, I, no, I don't think it's subpar. I, I mean, I like the way you get to it, but you add a lot of extra words in and, and yeah. very descriptive. Um, well, I do try and tell a good story. Uh, although I don't think I do that. Um, like I'm hard. still thinking, I'm still thinking about your haunted, uh, house stories, you know? Those jewels, those were amazing. If you haven't heard them, you should go back and listen to them. Oh, right. It took me a minute to figure out what, what Horton House. You're talking about the, the ghosts. Yeah, your ghost stories. Mm. I mean, really amazing. Uh, second. You're taking um, the piss. <laughs> what? Are you taking the piss? What does that mean? Are you having a laugh? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Bloody hell, I thought you were being serious. But, but I want to ask you something, uh, because we talked about uh, you doing a turkey on the Traeger. Oh, my goodness, Case. Uh, have, you, have you done your research? Thursday. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, is if you don't go today or tomorrow, chances are it's already gone. But do you no, want to... No, no, I've got, the, I've got turkey. I've got the turkey. But here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to try something new. Is it frozen right now? Have you taken it out of the freezer and then put it in the fridge? Because you've got to put it in the fridge for a couple of days. Yes, I know. Uh, it's, it's currently at my in-laws. Uh, we are going to smoke it uh, really for how many people? Four other people. So six total. Uh, mm -hmm. And on, on my Traeger, because I've got the bigger Traeger, so I think it'll. Uh, the other guys have kind of the, the tailgate, so I don't think it'll fit. But, uh, so we're going to do it over here. So, yes, I, I do need to go pick up the, uh, the, the turkey. It's frozen. I'm going to try something new. Ooh. Talk to me. And I think you need to follow. Okay. I think you need, to, you need to follow what I what I do. I'll do it. So I'm going to brine it overnight. Yep. Whole. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, uh, I'm going to take it out <clears throat> on Thanksgiving. And I'm going to spatchcock it. 
I know what a spatchcock is. You have to do that. It's kind of where you open it up and push it down and break the press bone and it kind of butterflies it. So it gets an even cook on your Traeger. I'm spatchcocking. And uh, the reason I'm spatchcocking is because, I mean, the only information on spatchcocking that I can find is one, that the skin gets crispier, which is a Mm -hmm. plus, and the meat is juicier, which is a plus. Like it's a win win and three it doesn't take as long to cook yeah it's a faster cook so you don't have to stress about having your turkey cook on time although i you know there were probably hopefully hopefully this year there aren't there aren't any people but there aren't many people having big gatherings no, I, I think most people are going to be intimate gatherings, and six sounds about right. Uh, yeah. So I'll document me and my spatchcocking abilities with my turkey. Did you, you do spatch- as well? Co- did you spatchcock last year? When it almost caught the house on fire? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh. But it was my first one. That's why I'm doing a redemption turkey this year. Because last year was just, it was me all thumbs, man. I was just trying to figure it out. But now I've been doing some research. I've got all the good stuff and I'm ready to rock and roll this. So um, I'm sure there are people out there listening that are, that are intrigued by what a spatchcock uh, entails. And so it's really simple. I, 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 I kind of just watched like a 10 second video on YouTube on it. You, you cut the spine out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once the spine comes out, you can flatten it. And then you do have to press, and, and you may hear some bones crack, which may be disturbing, but uh, you just it's just flat. It's just, yeah. That's it. That's literally it. You cut the spine out, push down a couple times so that it flattens it out. Uh, and then you do have to tuck the wings and the legs in, but they should stay there. You don't need string or anything. So very simple. My goodness, why doesn't everybody spatchcock? Yeah, and the brining is really going to help open it up and, and, and bring in the flavors. And another thing I learned is on the skin, you're going to pull the skin up a little bit, and you're going to take some of your seasoning and go in between the skin and the actual meat. Like and, what and seasoning are you talking about? The brine or the actual, uh, like the, the, the dry rub, you mean? The dry rub. I mean, I put a, after I brined it, I put a dry rub on it. Oh, and you're going to stuff some of that dry rub in between the meat and the skin. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then on top of it, so you get some flavor underneath it. You don't want it just on the skin because that's going to get crispy. It's not going to really soak down into it. That's what I did. Uh, the research that I've read has lead me to believe that's a pretty good method, and so I'm going to stick with it. Well, can we also ask uh, our beloved clientele to, uh, to comment your, your tricks for, yeah. for, for a Thanksgiving turkey? What do you do? Spatchcock? Are you for or against do you i've seen people stuff garlic into their turkeys lemons rosemary lemons so yeah what do you swear by comment below my little brother is going to do the turkey this year i'm doing just an individual turkey with me and leslie uh as my redemption turkey but my little brother's doing it Um, smoking it yeah he's gonna smoke it too but i try to tell him my way but you know how brothers are he doesn't yeah, listen. listen. No, yeah. he's going to do his way because his way is obviously better than mine. But I am the older brother, and so I, I he should look up to me with for my expertise. But he doesn't because he's no. taller than me. Um, I'm the older brother too, and uh, yeah, I've got brothers that are taller than me, uh, and and they haven't listened to me for uh, well since I can remember. To be fair, all right, I'm going to leave you with this, and then we'll end this bad boy. Um, you're not going to know who it is, but I really want you to listen to it. I think this is an up-and-coming band that's really going to be popular. You told me about Glass Animals, okay? Yeah. 
Spatchcock. Uh, it's a progressive rock band out of Russia. Uh, Are you taking the piss? <laughs> the Spatchcock is really good. It's progressive. The <laughs> I was just about to write it down. Look, I had the, pen, <laughs> no. the notepad. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I'll listen to it. Okay. You go to Apple Music like, and type in Spatchcock. <laughs> they are awesome. Hey, uh, uh, in all seriousness, can we quickly um, wish all of our listeners a safe? And, and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy whatever you're doing. Please be safe. I guess that's really the, the bottom line. And I know you've heard it enough. You probably don't want to hear it from us, but uh, we wouldn't be doing our job properly without telling or just reminding you to, uh, to care for everybody and uh, include yourself. You know, and I think if you've been watching any of the social media over the past week, uh, it's been flooded, inundated with people that uh, are showing gratitude and what they're grateful for. And so really, that's what this holiday is all about, is just being mindful and grateful for the things that you do have. Uh, a lot of people are going through some hard times right now, but if you really can take a step back, there's a lot of things to be grateful for. And we're grateful for this ability to do this show for you guys and the eight people people in Australia. Uh, so, I mean, it really does mean the world to us that you, that you give us your time. Um, and uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we hope you have a happy, wonderful Thanksgiving. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.